Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Praise God, everybody. Again, we're we're glad to be in the house of the Lord. Once again, truly, the Lord is good, and he is so worthy uh, to be praised. Can't thank him enough, amen, for the things that he has done for us in our life. Well, on today, I want to get into just a, a, a little bit of a study, the same thing that we was dealing with on Wednesday night. We talked about the heart, uh, what's going on in the world, and what, what the, the cure is. Uh, we need another heart. This is going along this, uh, uh, this in going in the same direction that I was going on Wednesday night. Uh, just a little bit deeper, if the Lord allowed me to go to talk about our heart. The heart is a very important thing. We need our hearts uh, to be turned toward God, and we need to understand the things that our heart allow us to do, uh, and and our actions and our ways. Uh, are all governed and uh, 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 controlled by the thoughts of our heart. Well, I, I looked up the word heart in, in, in my um, Bible definition. It said a definition of a heart. It says that the biblical, biblically the heart may be seen as containing the to- totality of one intellect, emotion, and volition. In other words, the heart contains... Uh, totality, uh, one's intellect, his emotion, and volition. What do you mean when it says the heart contains the intellect? Our hearts, our hearts determine uh, and help us with our intellect. And, and when I looked up the word intellect, from the heart, these things come our intellects, our emotion, and our uh, volition. Uh, the intellect is, is what uh, gives us the power to perceive things, interpret things, and to know and to understand things. Our heart gives us our intellect the power to do these particular things. Also, our heart controls our emotions. Uh, what do you What do you mean by emotion? Uh, people have emotion when things happen in life. Emotions are any feelings that we might have. Strong feelings, weak feeling, intense feelings, uh, as following as the feeling of love, the feeling of joy, the feeling of fear, also the feeling of hurt and pain. Our heart controls these feelings, our emotions. Okay, the other thing, our volition, V O L I T I O N, our hearts control our volitions. Uh, and when I looked up the word volitions, uh, it says uh, the act of willing, uh, uh, exercise of the will, the power of willing, the, uh, and willpower. So many times we heard people, say, the doctors say, well, uh, uh, the person can live, but they must have the willpower. They must uh, have the will to live. Some people... Uh, when they get bad news, they uh, uh, lose someone that's close to them, and then they themselves uh, uh, go next. Uh, they lose the will. The heart controls all this. So you have to have a strong heart, 
strongheart, volition, the act of willing. I thank God that uh, I have a strong uh, will uh, to do things in life. The, the willpower. Somebody said, I thank God for willpower. If you don't have the willpower, you won't be able to go very far in life. And your heart, your heart control, uh, your ability to exercise the act of willpower, uh, the act of willing, uh, the power of willing, the exercise of willing come from the word volition. And our hearts control that. So the heart is a very, very important uh, organism that the Lord has placed in our, in our body. It controls our intellect, how you perceive things, how you understand things, how you know things, how you interpret things. You talk to someone, they say, well, I just don't understand. Well, their, their intellect, the heart has to be enlarged and and, and to, to be able to give them the power to perceive a certain thing. You know, God gave Solomon a wise and understanding heart that he might be able to understand and perceive things in life. That's our intellect. Amen. And then our emotions. You know, someone, they lose their loved one. That's our heart controls how we react. When we lose our loved one, whether or not we cry, whether or not we, how long we hurt, our, 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 our heart control, our love that we have, our heart control, the joy that we experience, our heart control, the fear that we endure, and, and it controls the hurt and everything. The heart is a awesome uh, mechanism, organism that God has placed in our body. And so I want to just go into depth and just talk just a little bit about the heart, the human heart that needs God's, amen, almighty uh, attention. We need God to help us with our heart and the way we feel, how we disciple things. Amen. I, I understand we go through things in life and what, I've, uh, what I perceive is, is sometimes even God's people don't know how to perceive things. Don't know how to control their emotion. It's okay to cry and to grieve when we lose our loved one. Our heart controls that. And you know, the more we know about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it helps us and guide us with our emotion when calamity comes. Amen. It, it, it helps us control it. I know everybody responds to death differently. Some cry, some don't, some grieve uh, differently than others. But when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, one thing about it, death is certain. If anything else is certain, we know death is certain. It's going to happen. and We're going to lose our loved one. You're going to lose your cousin. You're going to lose your mother, your brother, your sister, your family member. And after all that, you're going you gonna to be gone yourself. And so our heart controls our emotion. But when we know God, somebody, thank God I know the Lord. But when we know God Almighty, it helps us control our feelings, our strong feeling, our intense feeling. It helps us control our love life, our joy, our fear. It helps us control our hurt. Amen, somebody. Our heart does. Helps us control it. Amen. And I thank God. When we know God, one thing about it. When you know the Lord, when you lose somebody you love, 
Amen. You understand it. it. You know, we never can prepare ourselves for that, but God helps us and get us through that. I think we as God's people should understand death. We should understand death is certain, is going to happen. And, and I say this right here. I want to encourage everyone to lose somebody that you love. You need to understand God. When you know more and more about God, it helps you deal with it. Saints don't fall out. Saints don't have fits when they lose their loved one. You can cry. Amen. You can moan. You can hurt. But you know, you understand that this is a process uh, that God said in Hebrew 9, 27. Once upon another man wants to die. No matter who it is that you love, how much you love them, one day they're going to get out of here. Amen. But when you know the Lord and you know his word, amen. So my, I lost many, many of my relatives. I cry. I hurt. I shed tears. We, we, we mourn them. But I never, never fall out and kick and just have a fit. You know, I don't do that because I know God and I know God's word. And I know this is an act of God. He calls our loved one home and our hearts control our emotion. And today I just want to encourage all of us, you and all of the people that's listening. Let's make sure uh, when we go through these scriptures that I'm going to give you that we put our hearts in the right place. The Bible is going to teach us how and what we should do about our hearts. Amen. And some people, they, they, their heart, they give their heart to anybody. I want to encourage you today as we go through our study, you're going to learn more and more about the heart. One thing about the heart, the heart is the, the center. The heart is the center of the intellect. People consider things in their heart. Here's some of the things that we do with our heart. Our heart controls everything. You have to understand that the heart is the center of, of the intellect. People consider things in their heart. People, they, we meditate in our heart. We commune uh, with ourselves in our heart. We commune with God in our hearts. And not only that, we hide God's word in our hearts. We keep things in our heart. The heart is something else. We thank God for helping us to understand it. We keep things in in our heart we we imagine things in our heart we reason in our heart and with our heart we we doubt in our heart we ponder things in our hearts we believe things uh, uh, with our hearts and we sing to God songs Amen. With our heart. All these actions of the heart are primarily issue involving the mind. The heart, amen, is an extraordinary thing. So extraordinary and so important that the word of God is going to teach us how we should protect it. The heart is the center of the emotion. When you're going through emotion, if you feel like crying, your heart told you to cry. Amen. The heart is the center of the emotion. Uh, does the scripture speak about uh, the glad heart? You know, it said, oh, blessed are the, those that, the, uh, the glad heart. It, it speaks about those that the loving heart. The Bible speaks about uh, the fearful heart. It speaks about those that, it speaks about the individual, he said, that has an, uh, a courageous heart. Amen. Then he goes on to speak about individuals, those that have a repentant heart. Thank God today 
for the function of the heart. Thank God for having a, a repentance heart. The scripture speaks about those that have a heavy heart. Then it speaks about those that have an angry heart. It goes on to speak about those that have a revived heart. The heart is a very important thing, amen, to have and to understand and know how it works. Thank God for a revived heart today. My heart has been revived. The Bible goes on talking about the heart. It talks about though the, the pain of the heart. Then he goes on to talk about the grieving heart. He goes on to talk about uh, the humble heart. The heart is an extraordinary uh, organism that God has placed in our body. It is the control center. It controls everything. Our intellect, everything you do. All your action and ways, they come from uh, our heart, the humble heart. Amen. Then he goes on to talk about the excited heart or a burning heart. Uh, he talks about the troubled heart. And all the action of the heart are primarily emotional in character. Thank God for the heart. Finally, the Bible talks about uh, to us saying the heart is the center of the human will. Thus we read in the scripture about things about the heart. The Bible talks about uh, the hardened heart. The heart that refused to do what God commanded. Oh, I thank God today that we don't have a hardened heart. Amen. Then it talks about the heart that clings that's inclined uh, to cling to God's will. Thank God for the hearts that's inclined to cling to the will of God. The Bible goes on to talk about uh, the obedient heart. Amen. Thank God today for the obedient heart. Amen. Amen. Thank God for you that have an obedient heart. The heart is an extraordinary organism that God has placed in the body. He goes on to talk about the heart that intends to do things that some people have set in their heart and set in their mind and way. The heart that, that intends to do things. Yeah. The heart that is set to seek the Lord. Uh, the heart uh, that have a desire to do things. All of these activities take place in the human heart. The heart. The heart. It's an amazing organism. And we need to understand a lot of things that people say and a lot of things that people do. These actions, these responses, these desires, it all comes from the heart. Amen, somebody. Amen. The intellect, our emotion, and our volition. All these things, these three things, amen, our heart control them. Thank God. Not only that, but many other spiritual activities take place in the heart. Of regenerated believers in the hearts of regenerated believers, uh, they praise God from their hearts, they meditate on God's word continually in their hearts. The, uh, uh, in the hearts of the regenerated people, they cry out to God from their hearts. Then it goes on, says, Many people they seek God with all of their hearts. And they hide the word of God in their heart. They trust in the Lord with what? All of their hearts. Amen. They experience the love of God poured out into their hearts. And they sing to God from their hearts. Thank God 
amen, for the activities of the heart. Now, let's get into the word of God and see what God, what else God is saying to us about the heart today. You have your Bibles. Turn with me to uh, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And we want to look down at the word of the Lord uh, at verse number 23. We're talking about the heart today. Amen. The heart, who can know it? That's my subject. The heart, who can know it? Amen. And my answer is God does. God knows it. Amen. God knows the heart. Amen. Somebody. Uh, we heard songs that sang by the world. I love with all my heart. We heard songs sang by Al Green. Who can mend a broken heart? Well, he keeps saying who can mend it. Amen. And all that. He never gives the answer. But we know who can mend it. God can heal a broken heart. Can you say amen somebody? Amen. God can do all of that. Amen. Now in Proverbs the fourth chapter, we're talking about the heart. Who can who can know the heart? Who can do these things? Who can fix our heart? Fourth chapter, verse number 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, what is he saying right here? The word of the Lord is saying, Keep thy heart. We have to, in other words, he's saying, God, another translation said, guard your heart. You, you got to be careful with your heart. Don't, don't let any and everybody get into your heart. Don't give your heart to anybody. The word of the Lord said, keep thy heart with all diligence. And this word diligence means extremely or excessively care. You got to keep it with extreme care. You got to keep it with excessive. You got to guard and protect it. You don't let anybody come into your life. Amen. Because they can really upset your life. And the Bible says, for, for out of it are the issues of life. Everything that you do, out of it are the issues of life. From your heart flows the issues of life. What are he saying? Everything in life that you do, it affects your heart. And your heart affects everything in life that you do. Amen. You take a person that their heart has been hurt, it affects everything that they do. Take a woman whose heart has been broken, it affects everything that she does. It affects her work. It affects her job. It affects her family. It affects how she talks to her family, how she receives her family. When your heart has been broken, this is why he said, keep thy heart. With all diligence, guard it, guard it, guard it, guard your heart. I say to all the ladies, guard your heart because men will, what, break your heart. Amen. Men guard your heart. Why? Because ladies will break your heart. Amen, somebody. So you have to guard it. People are not guarding their hearts. That's why they be so disappointed, so disappointed in relationships. Relationships go bad. Amen. They they gave their heart to the wrong somebody. Amen. And they just didn't trample. They just trample all over your heart. So he said, keep that heart. Amen. Guard it. Guard it with all diligence. Amen. Diligent. The word diligent means uh, extreme care. Extreme. Watch over it. Watch over it. Guard it. Guard it. Amen. Uh, guard your heart and your affection for they influence everything else in life that you do. Everything else in life that you do. You take a man that, that, uh, that, that, that his heart has been broken. 
He don't care about anything. He may not want to comb his hair anymore. He may, he may not want to uh, 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 take a bath anymore. He may not care about dressing up or looking good. Amen. Because his heart has been broken. Amen. When things affect your heart, your heart affects everything else in life that you do. Take a man that got a merry heart. Oh, he's excited about everything. He, he go about his business with a, a merry heart. Amen. And it affects his job. It affects his family. It affects his home. He got a merry heart. He glad to see the children come home. He got a merry heart. He glad to see the wife at home. He got a merry heart. But oh, but if he got a sad heart, if he got a broken heart, oh, he greets folks the same way. Your heart uh, determine how you perceive and deal with everything else in life. Amen. You can look at people sometimes. You can see the hurt in their face. And the hurt, the hurt in their face, it, it, the heart reflects it. It's on their face. And, and everything that they deal with or get, in, get involved with, amen, uh, that's the way they handle it. They handle it like they've been hurt. Amen. They carry themselves like they've been hurt. That's why it's so important, brothers and my sister, that you guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Everything that I do, amen, my heart controls it. That's why I don't want anybody. I won't let, allow people to break my heart. I want to keep my spirit up. Keep my spirit up. My attitude, my character, I want to keep it up. Amen. It keeps me going. But if my heart is broken, a man with a broken heart don't want to go find a job. He, I ain't worried about working. I just ain't going to work no more. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't feel like looking for a job. I don't care about a job. I don't care about the truck. I don't care about the house. I don't care about the car. Oh, man, something wrong with that fellow's heart. But you take a fellow that got a good heart, a merry heart, he, he feel like taking care of everything. Man, he'll clean up. He'll dress up. Amen. He'll do things because his heart is in good shape. So he said, guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So you look at people and you see how people carry themselves. You, you, when you look how they carry themselves, you, you, you can have a sneak preview of what their heart is all about. That's true. Men walk down the street. Pants halfway down uh, to the knees. It, it give me a, a, a sneak preview of what their heart is like. They ain't got no self-esteem. Amen. Because if they had a lot of self-respect and self-esteem, they would dress up. They would pull their pants up. Women would dress uh, like a woman. Ladies would dress like a lady. Amen. When their heart is like it all to be. Let's go just a little bit further here, if you will. So he said, guard your heart, amen, with all diligence, amen, because uh, in all your affection, for they influence everything else in your life. Your heart does. It affects everything else in life that you do. You have to do something, something wrong with your heart. When you do it right, it lets me know what kind of shape your heart is in. When you take pride in yourself, it lets me know what kind of shape your heart is in. Amen. When you love things done the right way, it tells me what kind of shape your heart is in. When a person that don't love order and don't love things, amen, nice, love things looking well, it tells me what kind of shape their heart is in. I thank God today. I thank God today 
that he has blessed our heart. Amen. Not only that, let's go just a little bit further, if you will. Look at the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter. Jeremiah talks a little bit about the heart. The heart is an extraordinary mechanism, organism that God has placed in our lives. It controls everything. I pray y'all have a good heart. I pray y'all have a merry heart. I pray y'all heart just filled with joy. And if, it, if it's that way, it's going to reflect on the outside. If it's that way, we're going to see it in, in, in the way you carry yourself. The thing that you do in life, your heart's going to let me know. I, 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 I can see what it's like. The way you carry yourself. Show me a lady that fixes herself up and look real nice and pretty. Oh, she has a good heart. You take pride in herself. Amen. A man is just looking all tore down. Something wrong with his heart. And that's what's wrong with our world today. We They have a heart problem. Amen. But listen to what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse number 9 he talks about the heart and it said the heart is deceitful of all, above all things y'all see that Oh, you can't trust Mr. Hart. It, it, it'll fool you. It'll deceive you. People tell you in a minute, oh, I love you, but they don't love you. Amen. Your heart is something else. Amen. It's, it, it'll fool you. Amen. But check it out what he said. Uh, uh, he said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately, desperately wicked. The heart is something else, y'all. Until God get in there and change it. He said, desperately wicked. Who can know it? You never know. People, oh, I love you. The people that told me uh, that they love me. People that told me that they got my back. People that told me that they, they're with me. Oh, I looked around and they were all gone. The heart is deceitful above all things. Can you say amen, somebody? And desperately wicked. Who can know it? I thought I knew it. I had a man, I, I had a friend of mine, known him for years. We was neighbor for years, he and his wife, and we was all friends. He moved away, and he was a, a pastor of this particular church. And his, his bishop was giving him, an, they were having an appreciation service. And his bishop came over to, to the appreciation service while the service was going on, house full. And we were just honoring him and his wife, amen, and, you know, just trying to bless them. And the bishop got up there and was saying, everybody saying good things about him. I got up, I said what I know good about the man. I got up and said what I know good about the lady. And, just, you know, just give them their accolades. And the bishop got up and, and began to uh, say, what he knew about the man and he was saying see I'm saying all this about him because I know his heart and as the bishop was saying this about a, uh, my friend he was saying see I, I, I know him I know him I know his heart and in my heart I was saying just lying right up in the church <laughs> amen you lying right up in the church you don't know nobody's heart Amen. We're going to get into it I'm going to show you who know it amen lying right in church oh I know him I know his heart and the poor, poor little preacher over there, as the preacher was saying, I know his heart. I know he's this kind of man. You can trust him. I know his heart. He was just sitting up there. He was just sitting over there, the poor thing, just crying. Because it sounded good, and it was touching his heart, and it was sweet words of comfort. But don't no man know your heart. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Don't nobody, you don't know nobody's heart. The Bible gonna tell us right here what, what how it works. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who? Y'all see it said, who can know it? Verse number 10 said, 
I the Lord. There he answered in the next verse. I the Lord searches the heart. I try to ring, even to give every man according to his ways and according uh, to the fruit of his doom. So the heart is is, is desperately wicked, is it, 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 it desperately uh, deceitful, full of deceit. Who can know it? Only God know it. Only God knows the heart. I don't know. I don't know your heart. You don't know my heart. We don't know anybody's heart. But the only somebody, only someone, only one that knows the heart is God, the God that made us. Can you say amen, somebody? He said, I the Lord, I the Lord, I try the heart. God looks down in us and look at our hearts and look at He knows all about us. You know, He knows everything about you and everything about me. That's why David said, Lord, search me. He says, search me. He said, Lord, search me. Shine, shine that the, the light from heaven on my soul. Amen. And, and look within me, Lord. He said, if you find anything that's not right, take it out. Can somebody say, take it out, Lord? You don't know nobody's heart. And I'm saying the bishop right up in the house, saying to myself, as a he lying, you don't know that man's heart. You don't know what he'll do. He allowed to go down there tomorrow and rob the bank. And you over here telling everybody, I know his heart. No, you don't. He's a good man, and I can say the good things that he's done and good things that I know he's done, but I don't know his heart. I don't know what he's going to do next week. But I can just say he's been a good friend to me down through the years. But I don't know what he's going to do next month. And the Lord said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the ring. Amen. So I can give every man according to his word. God, he knows all there is to know about you and I. The heart, who can know it? God knows it. God knows it. He knows the heart. Amen. That's why we got to say, Lord, search me. Something we, we don't even know our own self. You, you think you know you. you. I think I know me. I don't know uh, my own heart. That's why I ask the Lord to search my heart. If you see anything in there that's not right, take it out. Amen. Strengthen me because I want to be right. I want to be whole. Amen. Can you say amen somebody? The heart is, 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 is an extraordinary, amen, organism that God has placed in our lives. It controls everything for, and we got to guard it with care. Amen. Guard it. Put a fence around it. 24 hours a day, I guard my heart. Can't let everything come in here. Can't let everything come in my heart. Amen. Things I watch on TV, things that I see, people come in my life. I can't let everybody in my life. Man, they mess your life up. Can you say amen up in here? They'll, they'll ruin your life. Don't, and our young people need to learn this and learn it fast. Don't you let everybody come into your heart. They will mess your life up. Amen, somebody. All right. And let's go on just a little bit further here. Uh, look at the word of the Lord in Jeremiah, the 24th chapter. We're in Jeremiah. Turn over to the 24th chapter. We're talking about the heart. Amen. We, 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 we pray. We praise God in our heart. Our heart uh, is, is the center, center of, of, of our emotion. Amen. It, it controls everything. It's a centerpiece. It, it affects everything that is about me. If I'm happy, it's because of my heart. If I'm sad, it's because of my heart. Amen. 
If I feel like getting up going, it's because of my heart. If I don't feel like doing anything, it's because of my heart. Can you say amen, somebody? I thank God I feel like doing something today too. Can you say amen? I pray y'all feel like getting up doing something. It's because of your heart. I don't feel like doing nothing because of your heart. I ain't going away because of your heart. Amen. You ex you 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 excited and, and an outgoing and an outgoing person is because of your heart. If you're not an outgoing person, it's because your your heart controls everything. That's why we have to give it to God and we have to guard it because out of it flows the issues of life. It affects everything that I apply my hand to. Everything I put my hands to, my heart controls it. Amen. That's why I want to make sure I'm into everything that I'm doing. Amen. I want to do it well. Amen. I want to make sure my heart is glad. Don't make my heart sad. Somebody said, oh, I hate bad news. Don't make my heart sad. Amen. Because when my heart's sad and go down, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like doing anything. Don't. I, I hate to hear bad news. Well, I got something to tell you. Oh. Somebody said, what you want me to tell you first, good news or the bad news? Tell me the good. Leave the bad. The bad, all oh, that. Make sure you leave that last. Because I know that's going to affect my heart and the way I feel for a moment or two. Listen to what he said in Jeremiah 24th chapter. The heart, the heart, the heart. Who can know it? I thank God he know it. Jeremiah 24 and verse number 6. Here's what the Lord told. He told the people of Israel. He said in verse number 6, 24 and 6. He said in 7. He said, and I will set my eyes upon them for good. God said, I'm going to look at y'all in a different way. And I will bring them again into the land. I know I ran y'all out of the land. You went into captivity. But God said, I'm going to bring them again into the land. You know, sometimes, sometimes, brothers and sisters, we have, 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 have experienced some good times in life. And sometimes, we had God been so good to us, we forgot all about him. And when we forgot about him, he caused a bad time to come into our lives. Yeah. Caused us to experience some things. And so sometime God, he let these children of Israel go into captivity to other nations to teach them a lesson. Y'all stop praying. Y'all stop worshiping other gods. You change your life. You're not the same anymore. So God allowed them to go down there in Egypt land and let Pharaoh deal with them. Oh, Lord, I don't want Pharaoh to deal with me. Uh, Lord, don't let me go down there. I don't want to go down to Egypt. I don't want to have to go down there and spend some time because of what I done messed up. Amen. Lord, let me stay right here. But the Lord said, yes, I'm going to set my eyes up on them in for good. And I will bring them again to this land. See, sometimes God, he'll teach a lesson. But he'll always bring it back into the fold. He'll bring it back into the blessings. When we get ourselves together, when we get our life together, God will bring us back into the family. I thank God for Jesus. Lord says, somebody like, Lord, I think will bring me back into the family. I'm back over here where the blessed folks are. Amen. I want to stay this time. Can you say amen somebody? Amen. He said, I'm going to bring them back to this land and I will build them up. Y'all see it? God said, I will build them up and not pull them down. Thank you, Lord. Don't pull me down. Don't tear me up. Don't, don't, don't have me on the ground. I don't want to be in the poor house. Can you say amen, somebody? Lord knows I don't want to be in the poor house. 
Because I know too much about the other house. I'm talking about the blessed house. I don't want to be in the poor house. God said, I'm going to build them up. I'm going to build them up. I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to supply your needs according to my riches and glory. And he said, I'm going to build them up. And I will not pull them down. God ain't got to pull me down. Amen. I don't want to wear them shoes with holes in them no more. My goodness, I don't want to. I don't want to take a shoestring and put it in, in my belt loop and tie it up to hold my pants up because I don't have a belt. Don't I? Don't pull me down, Lord. I don't want to go down. I thank you, God, for in my belt holding my pants up. I thank God I got shoestrings that I can tie my shoes up. Amen. He said, "I'm gonna build them up and not pull them down." And God said, "I will plant them." Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. Amen, somebody. He said, I will plant them. Somebody said, Lord, you plant my feet on solid rock. Amen. One time we, we, was, we was just on slippery slope. <laughs> Can you say amen, somebody? We was on slippery slope. We didn't stay nowhere long. We moved in this house and then had to move again. Amen. We was in slippery places. But he said, I will plant them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And not pluck them up. In verse number 7, he said, and I will give them a heart to know me. There it is. We need to, we need to get to know the Lord. He said, God got to do this now. Can't no man do this. You can tell folks about God all you want to. You can talk to your wife about God. Talk to your children about God. Talk to anybody about God. But God have to. He said right here, and I will give them a heart to know me. I'm trying to tell you about this man. I'm, I'm talking to you about this man called Jesus. This man that, that'll bless anybody, that'll love everybody, that'll help everybody, that'll make something out of your life. I'm trying to tell you about this man. I can preach to him. I'm just blue in the face. Y'all know that ain't going to hardly happen. But amen. But he said, I will give them a heart to know me. But no matter what I say to you about this man, this man have to give you a heart to know him. Can you say amen somebody? I thank God my mama told me about Jesus. But my mama couldn't do it. Can you say amen somebody? The preacher told me about Jesus. But the preacher couldn't do it. God had to give me a heart to know him. Amen, somebody. God gave it to me. He touched my heart one day. Somebody said, he touched me. He touched me. And when he touched me, everything changed. Oh, I heard the preacher. I heard the preacher. But my life didn't change. I heard what my mom said. But my life didn't change. But one day, one day the Lord got a hold of me. And God said, I will give them a heart to know me. The heart is something else. And he said that, that I am the Lord. And, and they shall be my people. And I will be their God. Amen. Hallelujah. We got a God today, y'all. Can you say amen? Uh, we have a God that we can call our own. Thank God for Jesus. They, uh, he said, they're going to be my people. And I will be their God. And they shall return unto me with their whole heart. I thank God today. We have a God to glorify. Amen. Thank God. He has given us a heart to know him. Isn't God good? God is so good. Lord, I thank you for giving me a heart to go after you. Somebody said, I'm, I'm pursuing after him. There's a song that says, I'm pursuing after him. I'm going after God, y'all. 
I'm pursuing him. Get up early in the morning looking for him. All through the day looking for him. Late at night, I'm looking for him. I'm in pursuit of Jesus. Some folk, they're looking, they're in pursuit of some other things. Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm following after him. Oh, yes, I want to know about the Lord. Because he's going to build us up and not tear us down. Amen. He's going to plant us and not pluck us up. He's going to give us a heart to know him. Amen. And I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my people. Oh, I got somebody on my side now. Ain't nobody like having Jesus on our side. Amen. In times like these, uncertain times, we need a God on our side. I don't know what man going to do. I don't know what the governor going to do. I don't know what the president going to do. But I, 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 we need a God on our side. Lord, I thank you. They're going to be my people, and I'm going to be their God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank the Lord. There, He's my God. Yeah, Thomas said when he saw the Lord when he rolled from the dead, Jesus said, Come here, Thomas, come here, come here. Take your hand, put it in my side, look at my hand, Prince. Thomas said, My Lord and my God. And God said, I'm they gonna be my people, and I'm gonna be their God. Alright, I got one more scripture, then I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you go here. Listen to what he said here. Oh, but we got to, we got to, we got to guard our heart with extreme care. Guarded our affection with extreme care, for they influence everything else in our lives. Only the Lord knows the heart. He searches all the heart and experience and examines the deepest emotion. Our deepest emotion, God looking at them. So, Lord, I want you to look at my emotions. Look at them, examine them. And if they're not right, fix them. Like David said. Let's see what he said here. Uh, uh, turn with me to Psalms 57 and verse number 79. Listen to what the Lord said. David said right here in verse Psalms 57. Y'all see it? And look down at verse number 7. And David said, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praises. I want I, I want to join in with David this morning, and, 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 and we can we can sing together. And we can say this together. My heart is fixed, oh God. In other words, what David is saying, he said, Lord, my heart has been uh, established. You done it. My heart is is stable. That will fix me. Somebody said, fix me to be established. It's established. Fix me is is is, is stable. In about stable this morning, in the world filled with so many unstable people, unstable mind, they up, they down, they all around, oh, they level with the ground. But David said, he said, my heart, my heart is stable. Lord, I, I thank you for giving me a stable heart. Amen. I, oh, yeah, that's wonderful, isn't it? Thank God for a stable heart. I ain't up, I ain't down, I ain't all around. He said, Lord, my heart is fixed, it's stable, it's established, it's unchanging, it's resolute. Can you say amen, somebody? I ain't going nowhere. I love God this morning, y'all. Can you say, I love God today? And my heart is established, it's stable, it's unchanging, it's resolute. My heart is fixed, oh God. And my mind is made up. And I'm going to sing unto the Lord. I'm going to give God the glory that 
name. He is saving somebody. It's time to give God the praise that he deserves. David said, my heart is fixed. That's who, that's what the Lord is coming back for. A group of folks, their heart is fixed. These folks' heart ain't made up. It's heart just all messed up. Amen. Weary heart. Amen. Evil heart. Slow heart. Bad heart. But David said, my heart is fixed. Oh, God. It's, it's stable. I want to encourage you all to ask God to sell you down. Establish you. Stable-minded. Unchanging. Resolute. Firm. Somebody say, I'm firm. See, when God fix you up like that, you ain't going nowhere. I remember years ago when mom was here and she was with us in the church and I told her, I said, y'all, my heart, my heart is fixed, my mind made up, I ain't going nowhere. And mom was sitting right over there, she said, I ain't going nowhere either. A whole lot of them couldn't say that, man, because they don't, they gone, they don't hit the streets. But when your mind stayed up, you gonna hold on and you gonna stay with God. They Moses told the people when he came down off the mountain, they was cutting up and doing this. Some over here were doing it. They were worshiping the calf, amen, worshiping the idol God, and some of them was and some of them won't. And Moses came down when he saw all this stuff going on. He was up there communicating with God. God said, Moses, you better get out off this mountain. Go down there and talk to the people. Moses hair up and went on down there when he saw everything that was going on. They were there worshiping the calf. That calf didn't bring them up out of Egypt. That calf did not deliver them. That calf did not make a way for them. It was the Lord God Almighty that got you out of Egypt land. Can you say amen somebody? That calf did not do it. People still want to worship the calf today, but the calf didn't do it. Moses got on down there and saw what was going on, and he said, who's on the Lord's side? Come on over here with me. You on the devil's side, stay over there. Can you say amen? Everybody on the Lord's side, come on over here. I'm established. My heart is fixed. My mind made up to serve the Lord. And that's what God coming for. He's coming back for a prepared people. Somebody said heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Can you say amen, somebody? It's resolute. Get yourself together. It's time that we get ourselves together. You know, Isaiah, when God told Isaiah to go down there and talk to the man of God, Hezekiah was sick unto death. He was sick. Getting ready to go. God told Isaiah, go down there and talk to Hezekiah. And you tell Hezekiah, set your house in order. Isaiah went on down there and told Hezekiah what God said. Hezekiah, get yourself together. Get your house in order. Get everything lined up. Because you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Amen, somebody. Yeah. It's time for us to get our houses in order. Our houses are all out of whack. It's all out of proportion. But yeah. brothers and sisters, it's time to get our life together. Get our mind made up to serve the Lord. Give the Lord a hand and praise somebody. It's time to serve the Lord. The heart is the wellspring of desires and decisions. It's a spring. The heart is a spring, a source of continual supply. Flowing, flowing. Lord, let my heart flow. Somebody said, let it flow, Lord. Let it flow. The heart is a wellspring. And don't, don't let the devil stop up the spring. 
Amen. If many of you, if you lived in the country, you know what a spring is all about. We had springs out there. Man, water just coming up out of the ground. Nice cold water. Amen. Cold, clear water. A spring. That's what the heart is. The heart is a well spring of desire. Amen. You you break a man's heart, all of my desires, all of my decision making, that my ideals, my thought, my ambition, my enthusiasm, all that comes from a heart. But you people are letting the devil stop up their well. See, you don't don't mm-hmm. allow the enemy to stop up your well where your water cannot flow. The water got to flow. The well it, it, it's a well spring. It got to flow. I thank God it's keeping flowing. It's flowing in my life. It's flowing in your life. Don't let the devil stop up the well. The heart is a wellspring of desire and decision. A source of continuous supply. Flowing. Flowing. Lord, let my heart keep flowing with great ideals, better ideals to do things for you, to do things for myself, to do things for your people. Lord, let it flow. Some folks' heart it has stopped flowing. That's why they're not doing anything for the Lord. The well stopped up. Amen. Jacob done built wells. The enemy came down and stopped those wells up. Throw rocks in there. Throw bricks in there. Stop the well up. Amen. Jacob go down there. They go down there and get all those bricks out of the well so it can start back flowing. The enemy come and stop it up again. But Jacob didn't let that stop him. When they, they stop this well up, what Jacob would do, he'll go over here and dig another well. Because he got to have water for himself and for his cattle. And if the devil trying to stop your well up, don't you let him do that. Move, just dig another one. And wherever you dig, God going to let it flow. Amen, somebody. The blessing going to flow. The devil ain't going to be able to stop God. He's been trying to stop us for a long time. The devil been trying to stop me for a long time. But every time he dig, cover up this well and stop it up, I dig another one. Amen. Because God's name going to be praised. Amen. The heart. The heart. Who can know it? The Lord. The Lord God Almighty. He knows the heart. And he searched the heart. Amen. Give God a hand praise in here today. Hope I said something encourage your heart. The heart, who can know it? God knows it. God knows it. God can fix your troubled heart. If it's trouble today, if it's trouble today, Paul said, you that are weary, rest with us. Rest with us. Come on, rest with us. Rest in the Lord. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor in a heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, you will find rest for your weary soul. I'm resting today, y'all. I ain't worried about all this stuff going on in the world. I'm not going to let this stuff upset me. I'm going to rest in Jesus. Folks letting stuff upset them. Death happening. Somebody over here died. They get trouble. I ain't going to let that worry me. I'm going to rest in the Lord. I'm going to rest in the Lord. Amen. Why? We say something. Why should I? What? Amen. Why should I? Uh, uh, why should I be weary? Why should I be burdened? Why should I be troubled? Why should I despair? Yes. Amen. Why should I allow my heart to be burdened? Yes. Amen. Don't do it. Don't do it. Give God a hand. Praise. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.